Have you ever considered having another child? One More Child is my story of personal growth and a journey of faith. In this book, I share snippets of my life and the reasons for the choices I made early on in my marriage. That was to limit our family size. However, the Lord had other plans and eventually we made a decision to have more children and this changed my life forever. I invite you to read One More Child, which is available in print and on Kindle on Amazon. Mindfulness is being used in the education system in a negative way. It encourages children to empty their minds, and therefore educators are able to fill a child's minds with things that most Christian families would not agree with. This is the opposite of being in the present moment and focusing on God. This podcast focuses on what it means to be a Christian, to focus on the now, and to be aware that God is in this present moment and He is here to help us in our journey in life. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. You've come to the right place. My name is Felice Gerwitz and I'm your host. On the One More Child podcast, we'll talk about our daily struggles, faith, family, children, relationships, and whatever the Lord brings our way. One thing you can be sure of, I will share helpful solutions and encourage you along your journey in life. And best of all, I know without a shadow of a doubt that the truth will set you free. This is your personal invitation to join me weekly on the One More Child podcast. Welcome. I've been learning more about being present, more aware, and I wanted to share this with my kids. Welcome to One More Child podcast. We are going to talk about mindfulness with your kids. This is episode 15, and you can find the show notes at onemorechildpodcast.com. And also, I want to thank our sponsor, Media Angels. Visit mediaangels.com for more. And if you would like a chapter of the new book, One More Child, please go to mediaangels.com in order to get a sample copy. Well, in the last episode, I talked about being mindful, and I was so excited that I wanted to share it with my kids and realized that I had not been there or present for my children. How many of you have been guilty of having your kids try to talk to you and you're trying to finish a text or reading an email or you know reading something on social media? Um, or perhaps you're like I am and you're on the computer answering emails or, you know, trying to buy something or, you know, renew something or pay bills or whatever that is. And the kids come up to us and, and we're just like, you know, let me get this done first. Well, a lot of times, you know, if we have work or something busy to do, that's important. But so many times, and you can just look around at families today, you know, people are on their devices, whether they're out at dinner or, you know, anywhere, um, even standing in line, the phones are out. Nobody can spend any time 
in the quiet with just their thoughts. The same with having to have the radio on or having to have the television on. These things take us away from the present. And one of the things I was going to go over with you really quick, in case you missed my other episode, um, you can find the show notes for this other episode as well, uh, Mindfulness, episode 14 on One More Child podcast. But I wanted to go over what mindfulness is really quick, really quickly. Mindfulness is a psychological term, but it really has Christian principles. The basic foundation of mindfulness is to be in the present moment without judgment or criticism. And isn't that wonderful? If we could teach our kids that, if we could be there for them without judgment and criticism and just being present. Yes, I know we have to discipline at some point, and yes, I know, you know, we have to lead by example, and sometimes we end up being critical when we don't really uh, mean to be or want to be, Um, but we have to, you know, really lead by example with our kids and be there for them, and so a lot of it has to do with personality and how we perceive things. And some time ago, I did a podcast, and I'm putting it here in my notes so I can try to remember to put that link. Um, It's over on on our sister network, and it's on my Vintage Homeschool Moms show that I've been doing for almost six years now. And I did a podcast on the five love languages, and my love language is um, to do something for you. The way I say I love you is, you know, let me, let me write a podcast or let me bake you cookies or let me buy you something or do something for you. That's my love language. My husband's love language is let's just hang out and be together. And so, um, I remember one of my friends telling him, um, one year that for his birthday, he was to ask me, for five or six gift certificates that said, just hang out and spend time with me. And so I realized that, you know, that was because that was my friend's love language too. And so I realized, you know, God puts opposites together and that a lot of times the way we react to things that we learn, like I'm a doer. So when I read um, this book, it's called The Mindful Catholic Finding God One Moment at a Time by Dr. Gregory Bataro. And um, I listened to the audiobook and I purchased several copies of his book because I wanted to share it with my family. And I've read, listened to the entire audio and have read most of the book and I'm still learning about it myself. But I was so excited about it because it really changed my life. And so when I was sharing, you know, this information with my husband, he said, this is what I've been trying to tell you you know, to be present. But what, when our personalities think about the, the past or think about the future, all of this stuff comes into play. So the way we see things, what came intuitively to him, you know, stop and smell the roses, don't get overly upset about things that happen, don't overly worry about the future, um, things you can and can't change. For me, it was so much more difficult. And so I wanted to to teach my children. I wanted my kids to be mindful kids, to be aware of the present, to understand that. And again, different personalities, different kids. So I wanted them to know specific things. And 
what I wanted them to know are things that you can do with your family as well, and you can make your list. But because of this information, I wanted to teach my kids, and again, the best way to teach your children, and you know, like there's all these things on character, how do we teach our good our kids good character qualities? Well, the best way to teach your children good character qualities are to emulate them yourself, to be the example, to be the kindness and the generosity and, you know, it's all I can think of the second, you know, the unselfishness and whatever the character quality is, you know, you have to demonstrate that yourself for your kids to pick it up. And one of the things I wanted to teach my kids was, number one, I was there for them now. When they needed me, I wanted to be there for them. I wanted to be present in this present moment. That That's what mindfulness teaches, to be here now, to be fully present, not to have your mind thinking about, you know, tomorrow or worried about, you know, what is going to happen or what may not, you know, may or may not happen, but to be present now. The second is to let them know that I cared. How do we let our kids know? Again, for me, It would be gifting them or baking for them or doing something like that. For my husband, it would be hanging out, being present with them when they go out. And I have kids who play sports, so when they go out and practice, my husband's there and giving them support and encouragement and advice, you know, totally out of my pay grade, not something I could even do. But, you know, each of us brings to the table different things, and we can, you know, be there for our kids and to to encourage them in different ways. The third is our kids remember things differently. For example, situations that happen. If there's something that happens and your kids have a meltdown, you need to ask them, you know, why are you feeling the way you are? I know you can't do it that specific second when, you know, they're screaming and crying and whatever. I remember walking out of uh, the grocery store one time and um, I had been busy. So usually before I walked in, I used to always set the stage. So we were going somewhere and I would let my kids know, we're going to go buy food. I don't want you touching anything. So where do you put your hands? And we used to go over it. You can put them in your pocket or behind your back or folded in front of you, What? but you're not going to touch anything. Okay. If you touch something, what are what's going to happen? And they were little enough that they were going to have to ride in the grocery cart. So they knew that ahead of time. And the last thing was, I did not want them to ask me to buy them anything. No toys, no treats, no snacks. I had a list. This is what we were getting. And that was it. If they wanted to ask me for something before we went, that was fine. And I could say yes or no. So my daughter... I had, you know, I've forgotten to go over the routine. You know, it's like, you know, 20 million times we say things and of course they don't remember. And so I had forgotten to go through this all with them beforehand. So she had a meltdown by the time we were checking out and I wasn't getting the 12 objects that are, you know, they do this at the grocery store where everything is so, you know, enticing to kids. And so I told her, no, do you remember our rules? And she told me what rules, you know. And so anyway, by the time we got out of there, you know, she was the toddler that was just, you know, crying hysterically like she was being beaten. And then when we walked, she like fell to her knees in this dramatic, you know, and 
My son leaned over, yanked her up, and said, the police are going to come get you if you don't get up. And she jumped up all afraid. I don't even know where that came from because I had never threatened them with that information. And so, you know, she grabbed onto my waist and we went home. And, you know, it was like one of those things when you're a young parent and you've got little kids, you know, I think they were two and four, and these situations happen and you just want to say, you know, I just need to go to bed. I can't deal with this. But I remember the situation and talking about it years later, and she had some built up thing about, you know, how I had promised to get her something and it never happened. And so when kids are little, they remember things later. And it's like one of those times when we need to say, do you remember what happened? Why were you so upset? And then get them to talk about it so that they understand, which was why I always you know, I said things ahead of time to circumvent these situations. And it didn't always work, you know, even going through all the rules and having them tell them back. But our kids remember things differently. And these are the things that come back years later and, you know, cause, you know, changes in personality or depression. So mindfulness, teaching them to be here today to understand if mom's talking to you or dad's talking to you or you're talking to me, we need to be present. We need to listen. We need to be aware of what that person is saying. And often parents asking kids to tell you back what you said is important. And the fourth is to be present and not judge or criticize which is the whole thing of, you know, like the half glass. This is, I'm going to give you an analogy that works for me. But, you know, you have a glass of liquid and it's half full. So is it half full or is it half empty? And usually when you ask people that, you know, like you say, how would you describe this? That kind of gives you a little bit of an inclination of them saying half full, which is more of a positive and half empty, which is more of a negative. And so we want to teach our children that we are not to judge or to criticize. And I always call that character assassination. Um, When my kids messed up, I was very, very careful to not say, you are just horrible and that is the worst thing I've ever seen any person do and you're just the worst person, blah, blah, blah. I always address the situation. You know, you had a meltdown in the store and you were very upset and you were crying And it was difficult to get out of the store. How can we avoid that in the future, you know? And usually you're talking to a two-year-old and they're just shrugging and like, you know, what is she talking about? But it is important um, to do that. My daughter has a multitude of children and she excels at discussing things with them. For example, one of the little ones one time said, Mommy, did you get my sippy cup? And she said, No, I didn't. I asked you to get it. And and the little one said to his mom, You know, well, that wasn't thinking of others. Of course, the rest of us want to try not to laugh, right? You know, here's this little kid going, Well, that wasn't thinking of others, Mom, because obviously he's heard that coming from his mother, right? You know, did you do this? No, well, you didn't. We're not thinking of others. And so that is, you know, I wouldn't consider that criticism, but, you know, the point I'm I'm making here is that whatever we emulate to our children, whether it's critiquing or judging, is going to come back. You know, it's going to come back to us, so we have to, you know, teach them to be here now, to be aware, and to do it. 
without judgment or criticizing. And the last point is to appreciate the now, to appreciate the fact that you know, we have a sun that shines and we have, you know, stars at night and we have planets and we have green grass or we have, you know, an ocean or whatever that is that you can look out your window and just enjoy whatever that is. You can find something. Lately, I've been blessed with, you know, cardinals and blue jays and yes, this annoying woodpecker, but it was beautiful, you know, as it was pecking on my brand new um, gutters that were installed that are nice and bright and shiny. And so, you know, it was, it started pecking like super early in the morning. Um, but the thing we can do is just be negative or we can just appreciate the beauty around us. And that is something that we really need to teach our children. We need to live each day like it's our last. You know, you've heard that before. You know, if this was your last day, how would you live it? What would you do or say? Would you worry about the future? Would you enjoy anything you ate or drank? Would you appreciate nature? Would you focus on loving each other? Or would you be sitting there, you know, worrying about the future, worrying about what might or might not happen and just be a mess? So friends, I hope this has helped you. I hope this has helped you, you know, think about some things you can do um, with your kids as well to teach them to be mindful, you know, in their own lives and, you know, just to, to be able to enjoy today right now where God is present. I hope to share more about this with you in the future, and I hope it's been helpful to you. If you would, join me over on our Facebook page at One More Child, and if you have any questions, email me at felice at mediaangels.com. Take care. God bless. We've got some previous episodes that you can watch, and until we meet again, have a great day. Thank you. You are on your way to a life that is focused on joy and hope. Thanks so much for stopping by. Connect with me on social media. Visit the website at onemorechild.com and visit the podcast page for your show notes at onemorechildpodcast.com. If you have any questions, be sure to write me at felice at mediaangels.com.